The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative Word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyMedia.com or SonsofLibertyRadio.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and there you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. Of course, obviously they look they will look different than the, the audience is seeing them now uh, for for reasons I don't know. I don't know why that is. Uh, but nevertheless, head over there. You'll see two videos. The one on the top is Bradley's show from yesterday, if you missed that. You can catch that up until 3 p.m. I don't know if he's going to be live. I don't know if there will be an educational video in that little section there. But 3 p.m., that changes, okay? And you can check that out. And on the right side is where we're at. Click on the play button. Blow it up on whatever device you've got. 
and then click on the Rumble icon at the bottom right-hand corner, and that should take you over into the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. Help us out there. Also, uh, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Number of Facebook pages that bear my name, personal and uh, public. And then also uh, Twitter, if you're on there and you want to catch the feed over there, you can do that. The Real Tim Brow 2. Don't put the end there. Put a two in its place, and you're good to go. And then the real Tim Brown on Twitch, and you should be good there. If you'd like to sign up for our email newsletter, that's right under where we're streaming live. You can also get our ministry email, which goes out once a week over at sonsoflibertyradio.com, and you can sign up for that right on the front page. If you'd like to support us, you agree with our message, and you'd like to support us, there's a donate button there at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, and you make a one-time donation. You can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And, guys, we really do appreciate everything that you do to keep us out there doing the things that we're doing. Um, You you support us, so we're able to give all of our efforts uh, in doing that. If we're not, then we become like the Apostle Paul, which is fine, too. Uh, You know, he had, when he didn't have the full ministry, when he had full ministry support, he gave himself fully to the ministry. Uh, when he didn't, he he worked and he made tents, and that's how he made his living. And then he still ministered while he was doing it. He just wasn't able to do it the extent uh, that that was. So thank you guys for supporting us in the efforts that we're engaged in. All right, I've got a couple of uh, videos I want to show you. You're going to love this one. You're, you're really going to love this one. Um, this is a group of kids. I don't know... I, I don't know what the setting is. Um, I don't know if it's a Christian school. I don't know if it's a Sunday school. I don't know if it's a private school. I, I don't know. A, a home uh, education co-op. I, I don't know what it is. But I want you to listen to these kids when this guy brings up the issue of vaccines. And I tell you what, they're smarter than... than uh, then some of the guys pimping out the shot on uh, on the Mockingbird Media and then the, uh, the the political pimps up there in D.C. who are pimping it, too. I want you to take a listen to this. Okay, so now I'm going to ask you the same question with, uh, with vaccines. What's in a vaccine? Uh, Go ahead. Uh, different chemicals. Different chemicals? Um... Chemicals that could really hurt you. Chemicals that can really hurt you? That have. That have? Really hurt you, okay. It can poison your brain. Chemicals that can poison your brain? And make it so you're not smart. Such as mercury. Did you say metals like mercury? Well, you guys are way smart. Sorbet. Polysorbate 80? Polysorbate, oh my goodness. We have some very smart kids here. So polysorbate 80, I wasn't even going to talk about that tonight, but what does polysorbate 80 do? It opens the brain barrier. The blood-brain barrier. So it makes it so chemicals can go into the brain and hurt the brain. Is that right? It can poison your body. Poison yes. your body? It can damage the brain. When it opens it, it can damage your brain. Okay, when your blood-brain yes, barrier gets not, open, it can damage your brain. Um, really bad at learning and stuff like that. It can that. cause learning problems. And it can cause body problems. Body problems, physical walking problems, problems, walking and problems. I already have my own problem. Okay, we're gonna um, we're lazy if, eye. Okay, we're gonna t- we're, I'm, let's save that for a little later, and I will ask you. Okay. Sometimes it can even make you mentally retarded. 
Sometimes it can even make you mentally retarded. Okay, you guys are amazing. We got to keep moving here, but you guys are amazing. I, I had no idea that you guys were going to be able to go boom, 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 and give all of those answers. Every one of those answers were absolutely true. Vaccines can do that. <laughs> I mean, can you can you imagine that? <laughs> I watched this. I was like, wow. Here's Polly's. <laughs> gosh, naming off some of the stuff. Yep, somebody's been paying attention. Somebody's been having conversations with mom and dad. And I'll bet you some of these kids may have even been injured. The one girl says, no, it has hurt you. Not It can hurt you. It has hurt you. Um, so, yeah, boy, smart kids here. Um, they're not listening to the Mockingbird media. That's for sure. All right. Here's another one. I, this is going to be the last one I do for, for today. But I, if you guys didn't hear this, now... You know that I've been promoting tactical civics. You know that I promote that your state should be considered your country, the state you live in. Look, you don't have any say-so on what goes on in California. You don't. You don't have a representative there. That's somebody else's country. You don't have a say-so, well, unless you're in California. You don't have a say-so in Maine or New Hampshire unless you live there. But it, the, the, the issue is, is states are to be sovereign. And boy, have we lost this concept over the past 170 years. We have lost that concept that the states are to be sovereign. And they're to tell the federal government where they can go when they get off track. So, Hillary Clinton... I can't even believe this lady is still in the news. I mean, I think they've got a newer, younger version of her going on right now. Because uh, the other one's probably done kicked the bucket. But in any case, I want you to listen to how she talks down about the state, the rights of the state. Now, keep in mind, this is a lady who praised California when they wanted to legalize marijuana. Which, fine. I, I've said it before. What is what is a state doing trying to play God who created all things, including seed-bearing herbs and plants? What are they trying to do to say, no, 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 that's bad for you. Um, we're making that ban. We're going to raid your house. We're going to kill you, kill your kids, kill your dog, whatever, or any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Carol Ann says she's in Gitmo, isn't she? No, no, no. Now, if you follow the narrative, Carol Ann, you know she was in Gitmo. She's been beheaded or hung or something. And, yeah, if you want to buy into all the QAnon stuff. Anyway, here's Hillary. Take a listen to what she says here. The secret of it, the right-wing-controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. <laughs> Uh, let that sink in for just a minute. Let that sink in for a minute. 
Now, you can tell she's reading because her eyes are doing this thing back and forth. But the states are the ones to count the votes. In fact, what's interesting is, is you get several areas of the state. Now, I'm going to sit and tell you, if, if the Electoral College and the Electoral votes work the way they're supposed to, you would see an overwhelming number in the favor of the winner. Let me explain. If somebody wins the state of South Carolina and they get the electoral votes of South Carolina, and yet certain areas from delegates from the areas where maybe his opponent won, he should be getting those electoral votes. In other words, when you've got those areas that get the electoral votes, right? That di those districts, those group that would make up for the electoral votes, they're the ones that should be bearing whoever won in their area. And this way you have a more fair thing. Because otherwise, you can have a guy who wins the metropolis areas, okay, and he gets all of the electoral votes, whereas the other guy gets nothing, even though he actually won some of them. Does that make sense? It's kind of like throughout the United States. You see the big part of it. And that is taking the electoral votes from the states and the one who ever has the most. That's what they're counting up at the end. And they're trying to get you towards this popular vote. That's why they're doing it. They want pure democracy there. Okay? I'm not denying it's a democratic process. It obviously is. But they want this pure democracy. And I think the whole point is, is that the states haven't been divvying up their, their um, delegates in a manner that reflects the votes of their people. They just said, yeah, we know half of you people voted for this person over here and half, a little more than half voted here. But we're going to give all of the delegates to the guy who won the popular vote in the state. Do you get what I'm saying? This is where they're trying to push it. Uh, and the people have become ignorant of how this whole thing should work in the first place. So anyway, I'm just going to throw that out there. Now today, let me hit just a couple of things, and we're going to talk about some um, uh, a couple of these stories. I'm going to combine a couple of these stories for this morning uh, just to put the news out because it's both bad and it's good. Um, and I think that you're going to find we're going to have some guests on hopefully next week that we're going to see a little bit different. By the way, I'm just going to set you up for tomorrow. Uh, I had a lady ask me about the issue of Freemasonry, and I've been working on getting a guy in. Lord willing, we're going to have him on in the morning. He's a local pastor here at the uh, one of the ARPs. Uh, was a, from what I understand, in talking to him, he was a six-degree Mason, uh, had left that. Um, I think his father was, too. I'll let him tell the story, and then we'll go through, is this really compatible with Christianity? Every every Even the Southern Baptists came out and said, this isn't compatible with Christianity, but we're going to let you be here anyway. So we're going to have that in the morning. Okay, Lord willing, we're going to talk about that. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Bradley's article from yesterday, I think he spoke a little bit about it yesterday. I don't know if we're ready for Bradley Dean, and these are the ones complaining about why things are so corrupt. Uh, he's talking about somebody, I think they were up in Michigan or something, who, you know, they they like to talk the political talk and get angry and upset and stuff, but they don't want to bring the resolve, which is justice. They, 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 
They, they don't have that concept. They want somebody else to do for them what they won't do for themselves. So check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Yesterday, if you missed the uh, government's headbangers ball, uh, yeah, check that out. And yes, Lynn Taylor did know Quiet Riot. <laughs> <laughs> but you can uh, check that out at sunsalibritymedia.com. Also on the front, these are the two stories we're going to be talking about today. Uh, England, 63,000 people died within seven weeks of taking the COVID booster between January and March of this year. 63,000. Not 63, not 630, not 6,300. 63,000 in England, little old England, the size of, I don't know, Florida, South Carolina, I don't know, pick your, pick your state there. It's, it's a fairly small country. And then on the flip side of that, New York Supreme Court deals a devastating blow to COVID shot tyrants and strikes down the mandate on city workers, orders them to have their jobs returned, and get back pay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Maybe you guys saw this. I, you know, I should have pulled this up. This was a, this, this was just, this is absolutely incredible. Um, this is um, Governor Hochul up there in New York. Boy, I mean... She is the epitome of a witch. She she is uh, she could be the sister of um, the chick up there in uh, uh, Michigan, uh, Whitmer. So here's uh, Kathy Hochul, and she's having her little debate here. All, all these debates are sort of, I mean, honestly, even on my even on my gun side, I just I don't tend to put these guys up who. Uh, when they have their thing, that there's like like four stories I could put up about. All of these debating things, because that's all it is. It's just talk. It's not nobody has a solution. They're going to come in. They're going to do the same kind of stuff. Anyway, this is her against her opponent, and he keeps pointing out about the crime rate there in New York City. And uh, take a listen to what uh, what she had to say. This this governor, who still to this moment, we're at, what are we halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone it is. who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important. She she doesn't know why it's so important. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, Governor Hochul, it's because the governor, the job of the governor is the same as the president at the federal level. It is to ensure that the laws are faithfully executed. And who has this lady been going after? She's been ignoring the law, and she's been attacking the people she's supposed to serve, whether it's through the COVID shots, whether it's through uh, attacking their right to keep and bear arms. Whatever the case is, she's been attacking it. Governor Snaggletooth there. She's the one doing it. And, and she has the audacity to say, I don't know why this is such an important thing for you. What's well, important thing because it's your job. It's part of your job to do that. So you can check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com if you haven't seen that. Also, uh, we've got Ash Carter, uh, who died 68 years old. Wasn't he the guy that was up talking and Biden was had his hands all over his wife, sniffing her hair and stuff? What, isn't this the guy? I hope she doesn't go around Biden now. <laughs> anyway... 
uh, he's gone. Also, latest from Alex Newman, uh, the schools are on fire, time to get the children out. Yeah, it's been time for that, and I know Alex agrees with that. But uh, the, 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 the whole indoctrination with the LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ stuff, uh, I, I, I'm just telling you, if you're a parent out there going to the school board and you're fussing at them over teaching Islam, uh, you know, sexually perverted books in your library, uh, the, the LGBTQ agenda going forth and te- being influenced on your kids, the teaching of communism, the teaching of critical race theory, whatever, the, all of it is statist. It's being driven by the statist. So if you want your kids to be statist, send them there. Send them there. But you'll still go and say, well, we have, we're this, that, and the other. And it's like you make all these great speeches and these stance, and then you send your kids right back in there the next day. Is there a disconnect? Is there a mental malfunction there? What do we tell them we want it to be? We'll fight it, but don't put your kids in the middle of that. Don't put your kids in there. If there's a war going on on the home front here, you don't go take your five-year-olds and drag them along with you out into the, the battle, and you certainly don't take them out there to boot camp say, all right, train, son, now go fight those guys. You, you don't do that. Nobody does that. And I'm not saying some young kids can't shoot and fight and they're smart and all that. They've been well-trained. They can. But no parent sits there and actually thinks that's a good thing to go try to do, right? To think if you're pushed there, right? So with that said, let's take a look at a couple of these uh, stories here. Again, this is out of England. 63,000 people died within seven weeks of taking COVID booster between the first three months of 2022. Now, if you recall, if you've been with us for any time at all, if you've been with us during the whole COVID 1984 stuff, what you know is we've had all kinds of guests on. And even when we didn't have guests, we were telling you, we're, you know, I, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. Didn't spend a night in Holiday Inn Express. But we've been telling you, and they've been telling you, people who've been silenced, like Dr. Kerry Midday, Kate Shimarani, uh, Dr. Lee Merritt, um, Dr. Muhammad Adil, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, all these people, Dr. Jane Ruby, all of them have come on and they've said, guys, within the next six months to a year, we're going to see this. Within the next two to three years, it's going to be massive. And we're talking about injuries and deaths. We've never seen anything. I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime at all. So here's what we've got. This comes from the UK government's Office of National Statistics. And here's some of the numbers they give us. And this is according to the expose. According to the UK government institution, the Office of National Statistics, between January and March 2022, 62,801 people had sadly died within an average of 48 days after receiving a booster dose of the COVID-19 injection no later than 31st December 2021, and 4,781 of those deaths were attributed to the convicts. The convicts. And they died, their average time was two days. 
They got the booster, and within two days, they are pushing up daisies. That's what's going on. The Office of National Statistics is the UK's largest independent producer of official statistics and the recognized National Statistical Institute of the UK. I'll bet not now. I'll bet they're conspiracy theorists and they're going to be uh, banned from uh, their, their website's going to be shut down and banned from social media and whatever else that they might be on. On the 8th of September 2022, the ONS published an unnoticed data set titled Characteristics Associated with the, with the Risk of death involving coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, among people receiving a booster vaccination. Uh, England, January to March 22, which can be downloaded uh, at a certain place. And they're giving you some of you guys who are listening by radio, you're not able to see some of the charts that's here. Uh, but they basically lay out where they're getting um, their information. And this comes directly from the ONS. They just got some screenshots here just to show you exactly what this means. And, uh, and they provide that. Then they start going down and they say the percentage of COVID-19 deaths by vaccination status in England. Look at it. Now, understand SARS-CoV-2 was never isolated. Now, I've read you the documents. I've played some of the video where the guys say it themselves from China to Canada to England to the States. Never isolated it. So they don't, they're telling you something exists. They've never proven that exists. They, they just have never proved it to exist. What they built their vaccine on was a computer model given to them by, are you ready for it? China. Given to them by China. It was a computer model. Now, if you know anything about computer models, that's what they use to tell you what the weather's going to be today. I could do almost as good a job as any weatherman out there. Well, it looks like it might be sunny for most of the day, but it might be rainy too. And that way I make sure I cover all my bases. I don't think it's going to snow today. It could, but it's probably not going to. So take your umbrella just in case. Right? Models are, were also used by John Hopkins, by the way, when this thing first rolled out. We had a story out by Michael Snyder about the John Hopkins. You remember that? The, the Convid's death model that they had there. We had that out where they were saying 15 million people are going to die from this, the convids. So we put the story out. The, uh, the self-appointed, bought and paid for CIA fact checkers went after that and said, well, they never predicted that. Well, no, they didn't use the word. But what do you use a model like that for? Are you not trying to predict or determine what the outcome is going to be? Yeah, that's exactly what you use it for. So whether or not they said it or whether they didn't is irrelevant. I mean, it really is irrelevant. So with that said, I want to bring, I want to bring that kind of to a head here. Look at, look at that chart again. You're talking, now, the unvaccinated from January to May over there in England, their death rate of... COVID-19 deaths by vaccination, or by, by the vaccination status, dropped. It was somewhere about 15% in January, and every month it dropped down to, I don't know, 5 or 6% by May. All of the rest, the 85 to 95% of deaths 
COVID-19 deaths, what they call COVID-19 deaths, were among those who took the shots, the boosters, all the other. All the rest of it was that. Very small percentage had taken the shot. You know, we warned. We warned. Whatever they're telling us about the COVIDs, the convids, more people were going to die from this shot than they were from the convids. And it's happening. The, the media isn't telling you that, but the numbers are there. The people taking the shots are the ones dying. Tim, are you saying oh, I told you so? No, I'm not. I'm just saying we, we have warned about it. I wish people, well, let me change that. People who listen to this show, most of you have listened. You have opened your ears. You opened your eyes and seen what's going on. Some of it wasn't even because of the show. It's because you had seen. You knew. And you stayed away from it. Some people have been on, you know, on the show. Some people have been in the chat. Some people have listened by radio. And I know that you took it for whatever reason. Got to keep your job. Got to go on vacation. Do whatever you got to do. And you're in God's providence. You're still around. Some people aren't. Some people who took it and listened to the show are no longer with us. See, God does give warnings, doesn't he? God does love. He constantly warned in the Old Testament with Israel about what they were doing. Man, it, you were you were like an infant out there all alone, wallowing in your own blood, and I took you in. I fed you. I cared for you. I provided for you. Even though you were rebellious and a stiff-necked people, I did all of that for you. I healed your diseases. When the snakes were biting you, I provided a remedy for that. When you were hungry, I provided a remedy for that. And yet the people would murmur and complain and rebel against God. Mm. And, I, and you know what? This got people really serious over the past couple of years about the Lord. Now let me ask you something. How many of those people that are really serious about the Lord are serious now? Because they've been given a little breather. Oh, we're not having to wear the mask. Oh, they took away the shot. How many people are, are breathing a little easy and they God's right out of their mind again? His commands are gone from them. See, the Lord's known in the earth through His judgments, isn't He? Not by His grace. Go read, uh, I believe it's Isaiah 66, and you'll see that. Where He's known by His judgments, and men learn repentance that way. It's the discipline of the Lord. It's the chastisement of us, uh, of, of His people. It's the goodness of God in that that leads men to repentance. So this is what's going on there in England. And again, there's, there's a couple more charts. Let me show you these. Um, the following two charts show the monthly age standardized mortality rates by vaccination status for non-COVID-19 deaths in England between January and May. And you say, well, Tim, why are you all on England? Well, first of all, I did the article on it uh, and to put this out just so you'd have the information if you had not seen it. Uh, second is whatever's going on in England... You can guarantee, you can multiply this by however many times you want to multiply it. It's going on here in the United States. It's going on here. And you can see in all of these, 
how many of these uh, these mortality rates are here? And you you have the unvaccinated, then you have those who have one dose, those who have two doses, those who have three doses. And what's taking place there according to their age? This is the 18 to 39-year-old uh, group, 40 to 49, 50 to 59. Okay. All right. And in either case, in, in each of these instances, what you find is, is the unvaccinated are the smallest numbers. Those who didn't take the shot at all. So it's really, I mean, it's quite telling. Anybody who says, and you know, it's, it's, I don't want to say that it, it makes you feel good because it doesn't. But I've seen several videos of people who've made them, who took the shots. They've got tremors. They've got heart problems. Uh, they've got other injuries that have happened to them. And they're coming back now, and they're actually offering an apology to people that they were nasty to. Uh, people that they had spoken evil of, who had not taken the shot, who just tried to warn them. You know, the, the person warning you doesn't have really anything to gain, do they? It's kind of like when you go and you give somebody the gospel. Uh, I used to see people doing it um, years ago, and they're probably still doing it. Uh, but what they would do is they would go to build up their church, to build the numbers in their church. That was what it was about, and they felt good about that. Instead of saying, we need to be trying to make disciples— whether they're in my church or somebody else's church or, or whatever the case may be. And when I say church, I'm, I'm talking about the, the body of Christ. I'm, I'm, you understand what I'm getting at, right? And that was always something that I communicated to people, even as a young believer, is I, I don't get really any benefit, that something I can put my hands on, if you become a believer or if you don't become a believer. But you gain quite a bit. And we can go through the scripture about what that is, uh, especially going to Ephesians 1, understanding that they become, they go from being children of the devil to being adopted into the family of God. And they become heirs of all that is God's. And join heirs with Christ Jesus. But the warning comes because people love other people. They don't want to see people be harmed. They don't want to see people die. They don't want to see all of the stuff we've seen over the past three years. So we warn. Why? Because we love people. Even people we don't even know. We're trying to warn them. Right? Here's how this, uh, this particular article here concludes. The official figures, unfortunately, confirm that mortality rates per 100,000 are the lowest among the unvaccinated population in every single age group in England. And the data reveals the gap between the unvaccinated and the vaccinated populations in terms of mortality rates is widening by the month. These are age-standardized figures. There is no other conclusion that can be found for the fact mortality rates per 100,000 are the lowest among the unvaccinated. Other than that, the COVID-19 injections are killing people. This is sadly why 63,000 people in England lost their lives between January and March 2022 within an average of 40 
eight days. I, I said two days. I, I read that wrong, 48 hours. Within a matter of an average of 48 days, under two months, of receiving a third dose of the COVID-19 injection. Now, didn't Biden just get, or, or he told us he got his fifth injection? And then said, I could drop over dead. And some people are going, if only. Yeah, then you just have to deal with the other lady who said she's had a couple of them too. And then you have to deal with the next lady in line, Nancy Pelosi. You'd have to deal with her, which that's fine. Deal with them all. But the fact of the matter is, I I was thinking about it this morning. You know, I hear all this talk of nuclear war and this, that, and the other. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, there's a part of me that, that goes back to what I read in, um, was it uh, Brave New World? No, it was 1984, where they're keeping you on, you know, they keep the people in this panic mode. They're always at war. The ally becomes the enemy. The enemy becomes the ally. They're doing all that kind of stuff. And yet it seems like the war never comes to the people themselves. I mean, not in the sense of what we think of war. You know, bullets flying and bombs dropping and stuff like that. And by the way, if you're not carrying, just want to throw this out. This is a PSA. It's a uh, concealed carry PSA. If you're not carrying every day now, shame on you. You you need to do it. And the reason you need to do it is that as they run up to these elections where everybody's going to, they think that's going to be their savior. And they do think it. That is how we've been programmed. We've been programmed to think what we do is at the voting booth. Just like what I was playing there a little while, or what I was reading off a little while ago. They're going to try to institute lots more massacres, mass shootings. You be prepared to be the one to stop it. Okay? Just want to encourage you to do that. Now, while all that's going on in England, okay, we've got um, a victory out of New York. The New York Supreme Court dealt a devastating blow to COVID shot tyrants. Struck down the mandate on city workers and orders jobs to be returned and back pay to be issued. Now, here's the thing. These guys see the victory because they were willing to take the fight to the enemy. They didn't just say, oh, well, I'm going to lose my job if I don't. Oh, well, you know, uh, how many people probably took that shot being warned Actually being terrified of taking that shot, took it like this and, oh, Lord, please don't, don't let me. And they took it. And these people here said, no, nope, not going to have any of that. I'm going to play the first uh, few minutes of this. I think there's an interview here. Uh, the guy's name is Chad Laveglia. I hope I said his name correctly. He was the attorney involved here. Uh, listen to what goes on in this little bit of this interview here. All right, so some of the guys are gathered out here. All right. So we are here outside the courthouse. Staten Island courthouse. And these are DSNY uh, New York sanitation workers who just came out of a hearing. And here is their attorney who won the case. Um, let's talk to him about what's going on. Hi. 
Tell, tell everybody uh, who you are and what just happened here. So my name's Chad Lavalia. I'm an attorney who gets to represent these fine men and women over here. Um, what just happened was the judge found that the city's vaccine mandate is unconstitutional, violates the separation of powers, found it to be arbitrary and capricious. Um, he found the commissioner's order mandating private and public employees to get vaccinated was arbitrary and capricious. And um, it's null and void, essentially. So we just defeated the vaccine mandate for every single city employee. Not just sanitation, FDNY, NYPD, Department of Corrections. For all the brave men and women who have been our first responders and have been brave through all this, you're now free. And you should be able to go back to work. Uh, these people here are going, they have been ordered to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. uh, when? Tomorrow. Tomorrow 6 morning, 6 a.m. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, explain, explain what the basis for your case was. So the, the basis for the case, it, we weren't challenging that the um, health department had the power to make these mandates. It's just they're arbitrary and also violates the separation of powers because as an executive agent, can make the law. That's what our elected representatives do. And when Mayor Adams in March 24th exempted the athletes and performers, he really created a, a, a crack in the foundation of our constitution. And then he really made it even worse when he made an exemption for the private sector. You can't just do that. It, it, it also violates the Equal Protection Clause, which the judge found as well, because what is the difference between a sanitation worker or someone working in a McDonald's? Nothing. For a virus, no difference. It infects them just the same. So Aaron Judge shouldn't get special treatment just because he plays for the Yankees. And as the judge said, Unless the city mandated everybody to get vaccinated, it's arbitrary. It, these, these are distinctions that make no difference. And based on that, they exceeded the scope of their authority. Uh, the judge spoke a lot about um, how these workers were asked to come into work throughout the pandemic with only weekly testing as a preventative, uh, as a safety measure. Uh, they worked throughout the pandemic, and he was very um, adamant about his respect for city workers and the dedication that they showed during the pandemic, and um, and adamant about the fact that. Um, we should treat them accordingly. The city should treat them accordingly. Yes. Uh, I, I have the utmost respect for the judge, the court, and for his comments. And for Can you explain what... what I, I've said Staten Island uh, Courthouse, but what, what, what court is this and what... Uh, what relevance does this have for the other cases? Where, where does this fit into the legal system? Very good question. So we're, we're in Staten Island Supreme Court, it's in Richmond County, um, and the judge sitting as a Supreme Court judge um, made a constitutional decision which has an effect for every single borough. So whether you're in Manhattan, Kings, Queens, the Bronx, the citywide. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. And the judge here really, you know, hit, hit the nail home that during the pandemic, when we didn't know what was going on, when death was lurking around every corner, these men and women, they went into work.
not knowing if they get sick or return home at the end of the day. But they did that. They made that sacrifice for the city, just as the other brave men and women did. And for the city to, for the mayor, for Eric Adams to say, well, because you're a professional athlete or a performer, you're special. There's nothing more disrespectful than that and unwarranted because it's only because of these workers that the city operates and functions as it does. Where would we, where would we be without them? Think about it. We could always forego a Yankee game, but we need our sanitation workers. Where would we, we be without the city? Oh, we'd probably be free. What could happen from here? Um, how, do you expect the? Does the city have any options uh, left? Could they respond in some way legally? And how do you expect this to play out for other agencies? Because this is all sanitation workers. This is all DSNY. Yes. Um, so they could appeal. We could try to file an emergency appeal to try to stay the judge's ruling. I anticipate they will do just that. Um, except they don't have the the emergency basis that they had in the past. So in the past, in some other cases, they'll they'll cite the pandemic, you're basically um, stripping away our ability to handle uh, a pandemic. Which, by the way, Eric Adams made a joke of. He made a joke of when you put money over people's lives. It shouldn't be tolerated under any democratic government. It's not how we work. We're all equal. And, um, sorry, I think I lost... I forgot what the question was. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I asked you two questions in one. So um, I, I think the, the other question was, how how will this play out for other city agencies? What, what will happen with their employees who um, have been terminated, currently without pay, are in limbo? Yeah, you know, great, <laughs> great question. So I guess it depends on the appeal. But if the city did the right thing for once, they would just let accept these employer employees back and... We can all start from a clean slate, just like it was pre-pandemic. It's over. Let bygones be bygones and let people move on. Let the city move on. Enough already. And so for them, I guess each agency is handling it differently. But as of now, there is no binding vaccine mandate on them. Okay. All right. So there's there's, there's a couple of things I want to address here. One is there is a victory there. The guys did take it. They they won. Okay? The other thing that's going on here, I was going to address that, Mr. Wordsworth, is these guys aren't heroes in the sense of how this guy is trying to make. Oh, you know, it was, they didn't know if they were going to come home that day. And, you know, it's kind of the thin blue line for city workers. Um, that's not what they were thinking about. They're thinking, I got to get money because I got to pay the rent. I, I got to put food on the table. They're just guys like everybody else. I've got to do this, and now I'm being put through this stupid thing. They're not sitting there like they're in the the, the foxhole and they're dodging. That's not what these guys are thinking. So they're not heroes in that sense, but they are those who've stood up to the tyranny, and at least at this point, they've won. Good for them. Now, there's some things, other things that the, the attorney's saying, and look, I get it. He's focused on one particular aspect. That's where he sees the chink in the armor, and that's what he's going to attack, and he attacked it. Equal protection clause, they're doing it. They're, they're making these guys do it, but they're not making, you know, Beyonce, if she wants to come up there, or the, the Yankees or whoever they're going to play, they're not going to make them do the same thing. So there's a, there's a little bit of issue that I'm critical on, 
But in the end, he did win. Now, what's the city going to do? I'll guarantee you they're probably going to appeal it. They're going to fight it tooth and nail, thinking that somehow they can... And why aren't they letting up on things? I'll tell you why. Because it gives them control over the people. And they got money coming in from their sugar daddy at Big Pharma. They got money coming in. This is, uh, this is another reason. It's not just a, a dissolution of D.C., but the elimination of the central banking system. See, if you have unlawful money, which we have, it's called debt. It's called Federal Reserve Notes. If you have that, you can do pretty much anything you want to do. If you've got the control mechanisms in place, if you've got the power, and you've got the monopoly money that you can print infinitum, who cares if the little man is uh, struggling with inflation? Who cares that uh, they're, they're having a hard time eating or they're having to build tent cities out in some of, of the states that we have? Who cares about that? Because we've got money. We've got the finest of foods, the, the nicest cars. Oh, we're, we're bringing the stars in to just say that we went up into space in our space rocket and then come right back down. But we don't care about the little guy. Do you remember Bezos? He was, he was <laughs> wasn't really taking care of his employees the way he was supposed to, and then he begged for people to contribute to a fund to help take care of some of them. What a schmuck. Anyway, so when I think about this right here, what do I see? I look to the context of Isaiah 59, 19. And this is something I've quoted before, but I want you to think about it because this is, the, this is what we need. This is the push. This is the shove. This is the comforting, if you will. If you've, any of you've seen that, that image of the king comforting his soldiers, he's on a horse above him. Smack him in the back with the with the flat end of his sword. He's pushing him on. If this is it, here, here it comes. Isaiah 59, beginning in verse 16. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation to him and his righteousness. It sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, to the islands he will repay recompense. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of the seed's seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Amen. And what's God doing? Well, he's going to raise up a standard. What was the standard? Christ. Christ was the standard against the evil of the day. He came in due time, Paul says, in the book of Galatians. And he was under the law. He was made under the law, kept it fully, and raised the standard of the law up against the lawless, including those who said they were the lawyers, who claimed that they were righteous by their own deeds. 
He raised up the standard against them. Let's go to the New Testament, because there is a promise here. And in speaking of Galatians, <laughs> Galatians chapter 6, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Oh, could we learn something from that? Could we learn something from that? Bear ye one another's burden, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that is that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And then he says this, And let us... Now who's the us there? Go back to chapter 1. It's the saints. It's the believers. It's those who are called according to God's purpose. Let us not be weary in well-doing... For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And we have therefore opportunity. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. And so this is, the, this is kind of what I want to leave you with. Those of you who name the name of Christ, you call yourself a follower of Christ, you call yourself a Christian, this is an encouragement to you. Do not grow weary in doing good. Part of that doing good is speaking the truth. Some of it is also doing good, you know, to all men, believers or not believers, especially though to the household of faith. If you have somebody in need and you're doing something for them, you're providing for them, maybe it's money, maybe it's time, maybe it's cutting the grass, maybe it's trimming the hedges or fixing the meal, whatever. Don't grow weary in doing that. Gain strength from the Lord to go and to continue to do the good works. In the time where the days are evil, go and do the good works that people might see those good deeds. And as Jesus said, glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do that. Carry the gospel with you daily. And um, that's what I want to encourage you with. These guys got a victory. You can have a victory too every day. We really can. We really can. All right, guys, have a great day. Uh, Bradley be with you at uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon, maybe. If not, an educational video will be on sonslibertymedia.com. We'll be back in the morning. Andy Webb, we're going to be talking about Freemasonry. Don't miss that. See you.